Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the HypnoDojo, a place of learning for practitioners and students of hypnotherapy. Get your black belts in all things hypnotherapy as we whip into shape your mindset, mastery, and marketing. Relax, enjoy, learn. Here's your sensei, Linda Campbell. Hi, and welcome to the Hypno Dojo. I'm going to be sharing with you a technique this time around, and I've been looking for some way on this template to upload a document. Can't seem to figure it out. So if you would like the document, I am happy to email it to you. You can contact me at info at yourauthenticself.ca. So that's info at your, Y-O-U-R, authentic, A-U, T-H-E-N-T-I-C, self, S-E-L-F, dot C-A. And I will gladly send you this technique that you can use with your client. So what is the technique? Uh, This is a technique that I have put together to help clients get over a breakup. So how do you know that this is going to be a useful technique or when to pull this technique out? Well, it's going to be pretty obvious. You've got a client who is struggling with letting go of somebody. Maybe they're obsessing about the other person. I had somebody who was constantly you know, looking up their partner on Facebook and trying to figure out what was going on in their life, uh, you know, viewing the pictures and the posts and you know, just like trying to mind read. I had another client who was constantly driving by his partner's house. Now, in his defense, she lived in between his work and his home, so it was on the route, but he couldn't help but kind of slow down and try to see if she was there and what she might be doing. Uh, So somebody who can't get over the breakup. Maybe it's somebody who's had no closure. Uh, They didn't want the relationship to end. They didn't really get any really good, solid understanding of why it ended. So they're still kind of hanging in there, you know, feeling incomplete. Maybe the partner has moved on, dating somebody else, involved with somebody else. Just for whatever reason, the relationship isn't viable and your client is still stuck. So before this technique, I'm going to ask the client a bunch of questions about the relationship and about their ex. I'm going to want to find out, for example, how it ended, whose choice it was to end it. Um, this It's a little easier probably to do this work when it was your client's choice to end it because... They're the ones who decided to end it. I think it's easier to be the breaker-upper than the breaker-up-e, if that's a thing. Um, But regardless, I want to find out what ended the relationship. I want to find out what struggles there were in the relationship. What were some of the challenges that came up? What were some of the difficulties? Because just because your client didn't end it doesn't mean that they weren't struggling in the relationship. They may be one of these people who, you know, puts up with other people's bad behavior, is a bit of a people pleaser, you know, can't ask to have their needs met. There could be all kinds of things going on there. They might have been absolutely miserable in that relationship but just didn't feel for whatever reason that they could put a finish to it. Uh, So I'm going to want to find out the dynamics of the relationship, what some of the challenges were, how it ended, who ended it. I want to find out why this relationship is not viable anymore. I like to make a big, long list of all of the things the client doesn't like about the relationship or about their partner or all the reasons why the relationship is just over. They've moved on. They've had a baby with somebody else, for example. Now, this may sound like really obvious information to gather, or maybe it doesn't sound obvious. I don't know. Uh, The conscious mind 
you know, gets obvious stuff. The subconscious, of course, is the part of our mind that generates our emotion, and it can still be it. The person can still be holding out hope or feeling an emotional connection, even though intellectually they know the relationship isn't viable anymore. So sometimes one of the things that I'm doing with a person in hypnosis who's gone through or is going through a breakup is I'm basically putting them in hypnosis and telling their subconscious all of the reasons why the relationship isn't viable so that instead of it just being an intellectual understanding, they get it through and through. But that's a little separate from what this technique is. So before you do the session, find out how it ended, who ended it, what were some of the challenges in the relationship, um, how they know that the relationship isn't viable. And then here is the technique. So I'm basically, I'm not going to include, obviously, an induction or anything like that. I'm going to assume you already know how to do an induction. So once you've got the person in hypnosis, this is basically what I'm saying to them. I'm going to read you my technique. This is what I have available if you would like a copy. So I'm going to say to the client that we've been discussing how you've been having a hard time letting go of your ex, So in this session, we're going to do an exercise to help you let go of them. You told me the relationship is not viable because, and here I'm going to list off all of the things they shared with me, why they broke up, things they don't like about the ex, all the reasons they know that the relationship can't continue. So you told me that the relationship is not viable because X, Y, Z. Um, Sometimes we can understand this intellectually, but we can still have an emotional connection to the other person. The subconscious is the emotional mind. It operates 90 to 95% of your behavior. So by taking some time to speak to your subconscious about this person, doing this exercise, you're going to find that you'll be able to let them go far more easily. So I'd like you to imagine in the space in your mind a paused, inanimate version of your ex. I'm just going to step aside for a second. The reason I want them to bring in an inanimate, paused version of their ex is I don't want any trouble from that person. Then the challenge with having this kind of an interchange in real life is the ex might get angry, the ex might deny things, the ex might walk away. So by having them pause the person and bring in like that inanimate version of them, you're setting up a guarantee that the ex isn't going to say anything or do anything. The client gets to have the floor, basically. So let's go back. I'd like you to bring into the space in your mind a paused, inanimate version of your ex. They're simply standing there, ready to be a polite audience for you. They're not going to say anything or do anything. They're simply going to receive what you're saying. Let me know when you have your ex in mind. You might see them, think them, feel them, pretend them, but give me a nod when you know they're there. So that see them, think them, feel them, pretend them is to account for the variations in how clients will do this type of exercise. Some people are really visual. They'll actually like see, even smell or feel the person right in front of them. It's really vivid. Uh, But some clients are not visual. And if you say, see your partner and they can't see anything, they're going to feel like they're doing it wrong. They're going to get all hung up on that detail and not be able to move forward. So I've gotten into the habit over the years of saying, see, imagine, pretend, even think about, because somebody who's not visual can pick one of those and do it successfully. Okay, so backing up a bit, let me know when you have your ex in your mind. You might see them, think them, imagine them, feel them, but nod when they're there. And you just wait for the nod. Okay, now here comes the the gooey part that makes this session really work. Now, when we get involved with somebody, there are always things that we like about that person or that relationship, 
in a moment, I'm going to be quiet. And in that quiet time, I'd like you to privately, in your own mind, take the opportunity to say goodbye to all of the things that you liked about this person and your relationship with them. Maybe you say goodbye to, and here, if you know some of the things that the client is having a hard time letting go of, you might mention them. So maybe you say goodbye to their sense of humor. Maybe you say goodbye to your sexual chemistry. Maybe you say goodbye to how supportive they've been to you. There's got to be something. When we're involved with somebody, even when it ends badly, there are still things that we might like about that person. All right, saying goodbye doesn't mean you won't find those qualities in another person. It just means that you're saying goodbye to needing this person to provide them. So go ahead and say goodbye to the things that you liked, and when you've had a chance to do so, you can let me know with a nod. So stepping aside again, uh, sometimes the reason a person has a hard time letting go of somebody is they're, they're sort of romanticizing some of those qualities or traits, and they're, you know, they're feeling worried that they're not going to find those same things with somebody else. Well, this person has been there for me through all my difficult experiences. What if I don't find another partner who's supportive? Or this person and I laugh like I've never laughed with anybody. You know, what if I never find that again? So that's why it says <laughs> saying goodbye doesn't mean you won't find those qualities in another person. You're just saying goodbye to needing this person to provide it for you. So giving them a bit of reassurance that they can still get that somewhere else. All right, the next piece. So they're saying goodbye to the things they liked about the person. That's kind of step one. The next step is we're going to say goodbye to the things we didn't like. And, of course, you've collected information, so you've got fodder for this. So here's the next piece of the script. So now I'm going to give you an opportunity to say goodbye to the things you didn't like about them or about the relationship. Maybe you say goodbye too, and here you're going to list off some of the things that the client has mentioned. Maybe you say goodbye to the cheating. Maybe you say goodbye to his bad moods. Maybe you say goodbye to his poor hygiene. Maybe you say goodbye to how he never helped out around the house. So whatever it happens to be. Take as much time as you need to say goodbye to those things. Let me know with a nod when that step is complete. Then you wait it out for the nod. And then comes the next part. Um, Again, this is one of the difficulties that people have with letting go of a relationship is when they get involved with somebody, they've got all kinds of hopes and dreams and ideas about what they're going to achieve with this person, what their relationship is going to look like. You know, we're going to grow old together. We're going to build a house together. We're going to travel together. We're going to have a business together. We're going to have babies together. So there's all of these ideas as to what this person is going to mean to us, what we're going to accomplish together. And again, sometimes it's not the person that the client is having a difficult time letting go of. It's all of those hopes and dreams, right? If I let go of this person, it means I'm letting go of my hope of traveling or having a baby or, you know, whatever spot that person fills. So again, we're going to reassure them that they can still find those things with somebody else or kind of refine for themselves what they want. So here's the next piece of the script. When we get involved with somebody, we have all kinds of hopes, dreams, goals, even fantasies about what we think we're going to achieve with that person or what the relationship will bring. And you might mention some of the things that the client has mentioned, having a baby, growing old, etc. Sometimes when we have a hard time letting go, it's because we don't want to let go of those dreams and goals and fantasies. So saying goodbye to them now doesn't mean you can't still achieve them. It just means you're no longer looking to this person or this relationship to be the source of them. So take some time to say goodbye to the hopes, 
dreams, goals, fantasies, and when you've been able to do so and you're ready to move on, let me know with a nod. Now that, when you're ready to move on, is a bit sneaky, isn't it? It's kind of a hypnotic suggestion. When you're ready to move on, let me know with a nod. You'll notice after each one of these things you're saying goodbye to, you're asking the person to let you know when they're ready to move on, which implies they're going to be moving on. All right. The next part of it, when we uh, connect with somebody, when we get involved with somebody, oftentimes we make agreements and commitments, you know, everything from I will love you forever. <laughs> How many little boys did I say that to when I was you know, really little? Uh, or marrying somebody, I will be faithful to you forever. I will support you forever. I will be there in sickness and in health. We stand up in front of our friends and family and the powers that be and commit ourselves to somebody else. And then the relationship ends, and we don't take that same you know, strong stance to say, and I am no longer honoring those commitments. Now, intellectually, we know we're not honoring those commitments anymore, but if on a subconscious level we haven't done the work to kind of clean that out of our psyche, we may still be upholding some agreement that we've made with somebody now, I see this often with people who have had a client or who have had a client die. Oh, my God. I see this with clients who have had a, a loved one die. Um, they come to see me because they would like to move forward, but there's some part of them that feels like it's disloyal to the other person to let go of that relationship and move forward. So they're still kind of keeping themselves in limbo because that agreement is still being upheld on some deeper level. So that's the next part of the script. So... When we get involved with somebody, we make commitments and agreements. We might agree to be faithful, to remain together until we die. We might agree to support or provide for somebody. So the next step is to say goodbye to all of the agreements and commitments. Hang on. <coughs> Pardon me. I've got a little bit of a tickle. Just give me a second to catch this. Yeah, occupational hazard of being a hypnotherapist. I use my voice a lot. If I'm ever going to get something it's going to be a throat issue so let me just kind of grapple with this have a drink okay let me back up when we get involved with somebody we make commitments and agreements we might agree to be faithful to remain together until we die we might agree to support or provide for someone so the next step is to say goodbye to all of the agreements and commitments that you made to this person let them know that with the end of this relationship, you will no longer be upholding those agreements. Give me a nod when that step is done. Wait it out. And then the next one is to let the other person off the hook for the agreements that they made to your client. So now go back and let the other person know that you will no longer be requiring them to uphold the agreements and commitments they made to you. Give me a nod when that's done. Now, in case I've missed anything, if there's anything else they want to say goodbye to, anything else they want to say to this person, I'm going to give them the opportunity to do so now. That's the next piece. Now, if there's anything else you would like to say goodbye to or anything else you want to say to this person, I'm so predictable, go ahead and do so. When you feel ready to move on, let me know. And then again, you wait it out. Now, there's an optional piece here. We've got this person on pause. They've simply been receiving whatever the client needs to hear or, or whatever the client needs to say without saying or doing anything back. You could give the client the option to hear back from the other person what they need to hear to move on. Now, that's the catch. It's not necessarily what the other person, their ex, would have said if they had this conversation in real life. It's whatever the client needs to hear in order to be able to move on. 
Maybe the client needs an apology. Maybe they need the person to be responsible for something. Maybe they need the person to tell them they love them. Maybe they need the person to give them that closure, to explain why things fell apart. So I might just ask my client or say to my client, now I'm going to give you an option for this next step. You can choose to do it or not do it. It's entirely up to you. I'll tell you what it is, and then you can give me a nod or a shake to let me know if you'd like to do this step or not. In a moment, if you choose to, I'm going to give you the opportunity to hear back from the other person. Now, the catch is it's not necessarily what that person would have said if you'd have this conversation in real life. It's whatever you need to hear from them in order to be able to move on. I don't know what that might be. Maybe you need an apology. Maybe you need them to uh, clarify something. Maybe you need them to take responsibility for something. Maybe you need to hear that they love you. Maybe they need to provide some kind of closure for you. And even if there's a part of your mind that says, well, this person wouldn't have said this in real life, go ahead and give yourself the gift of receiving it anyway. Would you like the opportunity to hear back from that other person, yes or no? If they give me a nod, then I'll say, go ahead. You know, imagine that they could now speak to you and take time as much as you want to receive whatever you want to from that other person. If they say no, okay, we're moving on to the next step. And the next step is basically doing a cord cutting. So the premise for this is we uh, apparently are energetically bound to every person that we've ever had a relationship with. So even though we may move on, there may still be these threads of energetic connection between ourselves and the other person. The other reason for doing this is even if there's no such thing as energetic threads or bonds between us and other people, the subconscious doesn't understand the difference between something you imagine in your mind and something that's taking place in real life. So doing a cord cutting or a cord removal with somebody in hypnosis, the subconscious buys that as though it's actually occurred. Also, the subconscious mind is the creative mind. It understands symbolism. So when we have the person imagine cutting the cord that connects them to the other person, the subconscious knows what that means. Oh, you want me to let go of my connection here? Ah, oh, I can do this. So here's the next piece. Now imagine that you could look down, and connecting the two of you is a cord or ribbon of some kind, and this connection represents the connection that has existed between you. Maybe you get a sense of what it represents for you, and I'd like you to find some way to disconnect that cord. As you do, you are freeing yourself from any bonds that once existed so you can take forward any of the lessons and positive experiences from the relationship without any of the negative lingering for you. So let me know with a nod when that connection is let go. Now I just instruct them to find a way to let their ex go. Maybe they just fade from your mind. Maybe there's a door you can take them to and see them through. In whatever way makes sense, just let this person go. And when they're gone and it's only you in the space, once again, just let me know with a nod of your head. And then I will wait for them to nod. And typically I would follow up with some suggestions that are relevant to the goal. So if the client's been obsessing about this person or, you know, constantly checking their Facebook or, you know, unable to date again because they still feel this longing for this old relationship, I want to counter that with some suggestions. 
as a result of doing this exercise, you're going to find that person is no longer on your mind. Your mind is freed up for other things. Uh, You no longer find yourself looking for them or wondering about them. In fact, you may find that your mind is now turning to what you get to do with your life now that this person is no longer a part of it. You may find that your mind is focused on other pastimes, interests, hobbies, relationships, and activities that this person is no longer taking up space in your mind or something to that effect. So suggestions to counter whatever it is they've been stuck on. Now, when I was preparing today, I was thinking there is some other thing that you could have them say goodbye to. Um, You could have them say goodbye if this is relevant to your client. This is why you need to have a good long conversation about the relationship and what it looked like. Uh, Say goodbye to any sacrifices that they made for that person. So in some situations, somebody may have sacrificed their career to stay home and raise the children in a relationship, and now (laughs) the relationship is over and they're frustrated or resentful because they made that sacrifice. Or maybe they're still continuing to make some kind of sacrifice for the other person. Um, I had a client who I, I repeat what he said to me to my clients who are going through a breakup when when it's the right time because what he said was really, I think, an interesting reframe. And this kind of speaks to sacrifices. He talked about how uh, now that he and his partner were no longer together, he was starting to think about the things that he gets to do now that she's not in his life. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, well, I made a lot of sacrifices to be in that relationship. She liked living out in the rural area. I'm more of a downtown kind of guy, but I wanted her to be happy, so we lived out in the boonies. Uh, She had dogs. I'm not a big fan of dogs, but I sacrificed because they were her babies. But he was frustrated that their car always smelled like dogs and there was always dog hair on the furniture. Uh, He said that she was very quiet and not very social, a real homebody, and he was somebody who uh, liked a lot of social Social engagement. Oh, my gosh, Linda, where's your words? And so he said he sacrificed a lot of his time with his friends to spend time with her and actually lost a couple of friendships through this. He said that she wasn't one to travel, again, more of a homebody, was more interested in doing stuff locally. And so he sacrificed taking what he used to do, taking a yearly trip every year to go see some new part of the world. So he was looking at the sacrifices that he made for the relationship. So if the client has, in fact, made some sacrifices, this could be something that you build into this session as well. So it might sound a little something like this. Now, this time around, I'm going to have you say goodbye to the sacrifices that you made for that other person. As a result of being in this relationship, you lived in the area of town they wanted to live in. You had pets when you didn't really want to have pets. Uh, You gave up your socialization and your travel in order to be there for this other person. You made some sacrifices, and now that this relationship is over, you no no longer need to sacrifice in those ways. So say goodbye to the sacrifices that you've made, or (laughs) conversely, say hello to being able to do all of the things that you would like to do now that you no longer need to sacrifice. So that was the next piece. This guy told me, I'm starting to think about what I get to do now. Uh, now I could move into town and, you know, I could be more social. I could go out with my friends more frequently. I don't have to be constantly washing the car because it smells like dog hair. I can start planning yearly trips again. So I think that this is an important reframe as well, is to get people to think about Now that this relationship is over, what do you get to do? 
what are some of the things that that relationship maybe kept you from doing that are now back on the table? Because, again, I think people have a tendency to look at what they've lost instead of what they've gained, right? So we want to introduce that idea that, yes, there may have been losses and, uh, you know, we have no control over this relationship being over. It just is what it is. But if we continue to focus on the losses, it's going to be really difficult to move forward. Why don't we start focusing on what your life looks like now? You know, what do you get to do? Who are you now that you're no longer connected to this person? How many decisions or choices that you were making day-to-day or kind of in a broader picture were really about that relationship? So, for example, I had a a partner who was a I'd-rather-live-in-rural-places, and he had a fantasy about uh, building a home himself on a great big piece of property somewhere, you know, in a very, very rural, isolated area. And we would talk about, we were both therapists, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have like, you know, a retreat area where people could come up and attend retreats. And for a while, that became my fantasy as well. And when we broke up, I had to stop and think, like, is that actually my fantasy or is that just a fantasy we formed together? Being on my own, would I still want to live in an isolated area on a big piece of property and run a retreat area or run a retreat If yes, then I can pursue that on my own. But if not, then there's also some work to be done kind of redefining who we are now that a relationship is over. So again, that could be an optional piece of this. How much of the the things that you chose for yourself, how much of your day-to-day decisions, how much of what you, I don't know, what your life was all about was because of this dynamic you were in, because of this relationship, and how much of it is actually what you would have chosen for yourself if you were single. So we could also do a piece about helping the person to to figure out who they are. What are their new needs and wants and goals and wishes? Uh, you know, who are they authentically without somebody else influencing them or without having to sacrifice or take into consideration somebody else's needs? So that could be another piece. It's not built into this script, but again, talk to your client about what it is they want. And if this is somebody who really feels like they lost themselves in the relationship or they don't know who they are without that person or they're having a hard time kind of forming their own identity, they keep going back to who we were, (laughs) then there could be some work to help them identify who they are. So I hope that that has been useful for you. And uh, like I said, if you're interested in getting a copy of that script, I'm happy to send you one. Just email me at info at yourauthenticself.ca. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye. Okay, take one. <laughs> with correction with Campbell. With Campbell. Campbell. The, the, okay. Get your black belt in all things hypnotherapy and never blood. <laughs>